0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum and is titled The Big Understudied Bucket ACHD Patients. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Hello. Today we're going to talk about underrepresented populations in clinical trials in PAH. I'm Valerie McLaughlin from the University of Michigan, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Dr. Sudar Raja Gopal from Duke, Iwana Preston from Tufts, and Rich Krasuski from Duke as well. So thanks for joining me, everyone. We're going to talk a little bit about congenital heart disease to start out with, um, Sudar congenital heart disease, repaired, unrepaired? Can you give us a little bit of background on that?
1: Sure. There's, first off, it's important to remember that congenital heart disease is a huge bucket, and there is a lot of different types of diseases that are characterized as simple or complex that fall into this. But in general, these diseases can be associated with the development of pulmonary hypertension. Unfortunately, a lot of these patients have not been enrolled in clinical trials. There are only a couple of clinical trials that have enrolled these patients uh, specifically. And in the majority of other trials with repaired congenital heart disease, they represent less than 10% of the population. So it's really an understudied population in pulmonary hypertension.
0: Iwana, you're a pulmonologist with a big pulmonary hypertension program. How often do you see these patients in your clinical practice?
2: Not as many as I wished. Um, We collaborate with our congenital cardiologists and heart failure uh, specialists to give them a comprehensive assessment, diagnosis, and care. However, there have not been a lot of data to guide us of how to treat these uh, folks, Um, There are a couple of uh, clinical trials enrolling um, Eisenmenger syndrome patients, but other than those, plus the uh, very few patients enrolled in our typical PH clinical trials with repaired uh, congenital heart diseases, we do not have strong data.
0: Yeah, so... Rich, you're our resident expert here in congenital heart disease. We really appreciate you being the main contributor to this segment. You know, it falls under group one, but the pathophysiology, it's really different than the other types of group one. It's really over-circulation. Do you want to take us a little bit through the pathophysiology of the development of PAH in most of the congenital heart disease patients?
3: Sure, Val. So first of all, starting, and I know I, I appreciate actually Sudar and Iwana's. Great comments and introduction, but congenital heart disease is a common problem. It's about almost 2 million patients in the United States with congenital heart disease. And there's really three major complications they develop long-term. Arrhythmias, heart failure, pulmonary hypertension. So pH is a big one. And we know if you develop pH, your outcomes are considerably worse than if you don't have pulmonary hypertension. So it's really important to recognize, and we believe very important to treat, But as you all correctly identified, it is an area that there's very little data. We have data in the Eisenmenger population. We have data in the corrected shunt population. We have very minimal data in the uncorrected shunt population. I think those are often the most challenging patients. There are folks that have elevated pulmonary vascular resistance and an open shunt and the question is should you treat them with pharmacologic therapy where you may actually increase their pulmonary blood flow what's the detrimental effect of that is it you know helpful is it harmful does the patient feel better do they feel worse Um, that's a very challenging question you know I think assessment of pulmonary vascular resistance is critically important in those patients um obtaining additional information i think one of the things i try to do is balloon occlude their defects or give them vasodilators in the lab just to get a sense of what they're going to do when we try this on an outpatient basis it's a lot easier to do this in the cath lab you can reverse what you do than if you do it you know on a longer term fashion and have those folks come back the other thing to recognize too we're talking about pah but there are a lot of congenital patients with pulmonary venous hypertension, sort of group two disease, and that's a big proportion. And it's still important to differentiate those folks because Treating them like PAH may be doing them a disservice, a harm. And there's a group of, of a large number of patients who have group 3 disease as well. So a lot of them actually have uh, evidence of, of intrinsic pulmonary disease. Some of them have restrictive lung disease from their prior heart surgeries. So this is a complex group. Some of them have CTAP. You know, you have group 4 disease. And they even fit into group 5 disease as well. So you can really go across all those categories.
0: So, wow, that's a lot there, and it's very complex. So why don't we chunk it a little bit? Why don't we talk about patients with clear-cut Isomingers, right? So they have an unrepaired defect. They've developed pulmonary vascular disease to the point where they're now shunting through that defect. Um, th- these patients, as, as, um, as we said, have not been included in many trials. There's one specific trial, Breathe 5, that included them. We've been reluctant to treat them because of concern for worsening their oxygenation. Um, D- Sudar, do you want to go through Breathe 5 and, and talk about the safety of that therapy in those patients and why maybe that's not the biggest concern we should have any longer?
1: Sure, Val. So I think in many ways, these patients with Eisenmenger syndrome can be treated like uh, a PAH patient. Breathe 5 showed that it was safe to use these drugs in patients with Eisenmenger syndrome, and we didn't see uh, uh, hypoxemia systemically with that. Indeed, many patients uh, with Eisenmenger syndrome can respond very well to PAH therapies, and we see that their right ventricle can improve and uh, their functional status improves. I think it is important to remember that these types of patients can uh, present in a different way than your typical PAH patient who will get a lot of right heart failure with edema. A lot of the time with the Eisenmenger's patient, what you see is worsening functional status, which sometimes they're not aware of because these patients, uh, for their whole lives, they've been very limited in terms of their exercise capacity. But what you can also see is worsening hypoxemia with exertion. And so we have to keep in mind it's important as a PAH specialist, I rely on someone like Rich with his adult congenital heart disease expertise, who has a lot of insight into that. And there are other things that we have to look at in those Eisenmenger patients, such as making sure they don't develop iron deficiency anemia and have other problems like that.
0: Right, absolutely. So Rich, I think let's talk about the repaired congenitals first, and let's let's keep it to the simple shunts, because as you alluded to earlier, this can be very, very complex. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you approach a repaired simple shunt, simple ASD, VSD, and are they really like an IPAH patient, or how do you think of them differently?
3: Yeah, Val, it's a fascinating area because, you know, we've known about this for a long time. People do develop pulmonary hypertension, even if they're repaired. Um, I, what's shocking to know is actually when you look back at large registries and identify those patients, the ones who actually develop pulmonary hypertension with closed shunts appear to actually do worse than patients who develop it with open shunts. And so it, this has brought up a lot of questions about what we ought to be doing for patients with shunts and pH. But just talking about the, the, the closed shunts, this is somebody you have to treat very aggressively. This is somebody just like your IPAH patient. Um, in fact, the therapies are going to be pretty close to identical. Uh, I think there's ample evidence now when these patients have been included in clinical trials that their outcomes look very, very similar, um, that, in fact, they, they achieve benefit. Their pulmonary vascular resistance drops with medical therapy. Their function class improves. They're, they get better six-minute walk distances and maybe even better uh, survivability. I think there's now three large registries. Um, this is in, in Eisenmenger specifically that actually have shown improved survival with these therapies. We haven't seen that same thing with uh, with the patients who've been repaired. But again, it is a high risk group of patients that really need to be identified and treated.
0: Do you think some of that risk has to do with patients who maybe were shouldn't have been repaired or who are borderline i mean repairing is so easy these days for some simple asds for example sometimes i wonder if too many people are getting repaired
3: i think that's a difficult question to answer i think it's easy to kind of play monday morning quarterback and point back one of the things we note is that if you have late repairs as opposed to early repairs in life your outcomes tend to be worse um, again, you know, identifying patients early in their pro- disease process and treating those people with surgical or even transcatheter interventions. We've done some work looking at transcatheter closure of ASDs, and pH is a tremendous predictor of of worsened long-term outcome. Uh, but whether or not that patient would have done better if the defect had not been closed is not entirely clear. I think we have reasonable data that suggests that if they have a defect closed, they do better long term. But pH, I think, is the uh, is the real uh, bugaboo there. So if they have pH, maybe some of those patients, as you mentioned, shouldn't have been closed or shouldn't be closed.
0: Or should be treated before, before the closure closed,
3: yeah. or or treated after they're closed, too. Yeah. I think people sometimes think, I'm going to treat. I'll close. I'll stop treatment, mm-hmm. and then they come back with with yes. recurrent pH, and and that can be bad.
0: But don't take the, the th- last comment. Yes.
2: Here? On the other hand, there are patients who had the uh, shunt repaired, and they develop pH many years after the repaired shunt. So that tells me that there may be a genetic susceptibility in those particular uh, subgroup of patients who will develop PAH uh, in the future, and those we treat like idiopathics, right? Well, this was a very complex topic. I feel like we just
0: scratched the surface, but Sudarawana, Rich, thanks for joining me, and thank you for joining us in this very interesting discussion of PAH related to congenital heart disease.